Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Doing you know, well. I got to yeah, tell you right, just good. right off the bat, like sometimes I fig- sometimes I butcher that. Yeah. And sometimes I don't butcher it. You kind of nailed it today. And I, f- I, I nailed it like a split hog. Yeah. Yeah. Like a split hog. I, I don't think that I've That was heard. like a Talladega Nights reference. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I'm, uh, apologies. Yeah, I, I was feel. A, you nailed that like a split hog. <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what a great movie that was. That was a great movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time, though. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, but it's, it was just, it's, it was just it's a, one of those movies that if you're flipping channels and it's on, there's like a, I'm going to say like a 25% chance that you're going to land on it. You like know? you're going to stay there? Yeah. Yeah. Dalladega Nights is definitely a movie I stay on. Yeah. 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 I stay on that movie. There's certain ones that are just like automatic landers for me. Like, what are yours? Like if you're scrolling through the, the, the guide and it's on, you know, what, what are you going to watch? All right, so guaranteed, guaranteed. Field of Dreams for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. Field of Dreams. Honestly, at the end, I cry. <laughs> That's funny. You yeah. Know, do you want to play catch, Dad? You know. <laughs> That's sweet. That was whole, it. Was whole, the whole thing he built the thing so he could play catch with his dad. At the end of the day, that's what yeah. ended up happening. Well, if you build it, he will come. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm, no. No. Always like that movie. One. Forrest Gump for me. Actually saw saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off in the movie theater, by the way. Did you really? I was too scared as a little kid to go to Poltergeist. <laughs> that was a terrifying movie. How old were you when Poltergeist came out? That I was know. like I was, li- here's thing, I was I living say. in Florida. I know okay. I was living in Florida at the time. Right. And maybe it was Poltergeist too. I don't know. You must have been like only six or seven. Right now, I, I had to been over eight because we lived in Florida. At okay. least I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think that. But was I just remember it was maybe. actually a movie theater that was behind like the Southgate Shopping Center Publix. Yeah. That yeah that uh, that was and they only sc- had two movie theaters. That there. was a scary movie at the time, but it did not hold up. Yeah. Oh, you mean as being scary? Yeah. 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 So what is? Hang on, I I do want to go into this a little bit because it's a topic I enjoy. What other movies do you always land on? Hmm, I'm trying to think right now. Like, if it's on, you can't help but watch it. <sighs> Forrest Gump is a guarantee for me. Pulp Fiction is a guarantee for me. Yeah, no, definitely Pulp Fiction. You, you I would Hold on, it. I would actually say almost any Tarantino movie. Yeah, it, pretty much any Tarantino movie. Aaron, any Tarantino movie, I would probably... Yeah, I, 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 that's going to be a watch. I'd probably watch the last half of Django on, <laughs> Unchained, you know, 50 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, Pulp Fiction's a guarantee. Um, yeah. Reservoir Dogs is definitely one of them that's a guarantee. That doesn't get much play, though. You know, there's certain movies that they just play over and over and over and again. And they don't you know play over and over again. You know why I think that they don't play the Reservoir Dogs one as much is just because of the extreme amount of violence that's in the movie. Well, any Tarantino I mean, you flick. cut a yeah. guy's ear off. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. To Steeler's Can Wheels. Can you hear me? <laughs> right. <laughs> to, I mean, it's, it's a great scene. You know, my buddy Scotty. You remember my buddy? Yeah, I, yeah. You remember yeah, Scotty, I remember right? Scotty. Rest his soul. Yeah. Um, 
whenever stuck in the middle with you would come on, he would right. look at me and go, you sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we used to use that as a libertarian gimmick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a great one. Right. Yeah. We had signs for it. And right. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had those signs made. Uh, mm-hmm. Clowns to the left, jokers to the right. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I thought that was a, that Very was a good apropos. marketing. That was a good marketing strategy. Yeah. Then. So, so or what, what other movies? I'm trying to think of oh, other okay. movies. Um, I would say a few good men probably get, gets me on that uh, one. No, and no. Full Metal Jacket, actually. Full Metal Jacket is a hard one to pass up, but that's not on very often either. No, no, no. Apocalypse it's, Now is another one. Mm, no, no. You you got you to gotta sit down. Well, you, you've, you have to be invested in Apocalypse Now. It's kind of like Club. The Godfather. Fight Club, always. Yeah, Fight Club's on. I'm landing on it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely watching Fight Club. Yeah. But it's it's funny. And pretty much, uh, you know, like Talladega Nights and all the, oh, God, what's his name? What's uh, Will Ferrell? Yes, they they run Will Ferrell movies constantly. Oh, old school. Yeah, it's hard not to watch that one. I always like that one part when he's debating uh, James Carville. <laughs> that has got to be the, the single most idiotic answer. No, 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 no. Go no, ahead, no. say it. No, see no, if no. you can remember. No, no, no. That's Happy Gilmore. Oh, that was Happy. No, no that wasn't. No, that wasn't Happy Gilmore. That was uh, Billy back Madison. To, Billy Madison. Billy yeah, Madison. right, right, right. No, no, no. This, the Will Ferrell part was where he got basically like he was up there to debate Carville, right? Right. And then he like had a like he was got possessed and then gave <laughs> like the most perfect answer in the world. And James Carville had to go. I have no disagreement with anything he <laughs> right. said. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's when they were trying to kick out the fraternity. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, that, 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 it's a bad it's a bad on you, by the way. For that is, I, I screwing yeah, up I'm, that reference. I'm, ooh, a different actor, even completely yeah. different movie, different movie, different actor. Yeah, that you was, just you really kind of a fail. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel I'm, bad for you. I, I'm quite disappointed in myself. I'm I'm very I, now I'm depressed. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was happy, and you made me depressed. All right, well, through sorry. my own failings. So, all right. so hang on. So I came in here this morning, and you are listening to the entire. Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. Yes, I listened to the whole thing. I, I two hours. I I actually caught some clips of it, but that's all I did uh, because I just I am not going to invest two hours of my life to either of those two human beings. But I wanted to first of all, <coughs> excuse me. I wanted to know what your motivation was for investing that amount of time into it. Okay, so my motivation for it was a couple things. One. I wanted to hear what Putin was going to have to say. Like okay. I, again, I wanted to hear what he had to say. I also wanted to hear how Tucker was going to do the interview. Right. Because how you do the interview with somebody like that kind of gauges a lot of stuff. Well, and I wanted to hear what Putin had to say as on justifications for stuff. I, I would I would have to say that you know the the first thing that Tucker had to do um, when sitting down with uh, uh, Vladimir Putin was take Putin's dick out of his mouth. See, I actually get a completely different. I really get it. I I got a whole different thing out of it. We've got to explore this because you go ahead. You tell me your thoughts on on this. Okay, so let me give the first thought. Let me give my over. There's an overall thought. Do you remember? And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when RT had that one promotional ad that said "Truth is the best propaganda"? Yes. Okay. (coughs) That interview. Was that really? And let me explain why. Okay. When you listen to what, and, and, and the other, th- let me. The other thing is this: Look, Putin's a bad guy. Putin's not a good guy per se. However, with that being said, there, 
neither Biden nor Trump could give an interview that was as detailed as the interview that Putin gave. That is absolutely without question true. (laughs) To be able to say, and he monopolized the time. First of all, let me just say this, that Vladimir Putin, as evil a man as he is, is far more intelligent than either uh, uh, Biden or Trump. Well, and the thing is this, is that when you listen to the interview, Putin makes his case on a lot of stuff based off of historical information. Ah, but here's now, the thing. He's not actually making his case, though. He's, well, he's, no, he's trying a, to make his case. I'm not saying it's being effective. Right. I'm saying that he his justification has hundreds of years of history into what he's talking about. Again, what whether but, you believe him or not. There's certain things that he talks about that are just facts. Right. How you interpret those facts may be a little bit different. And that, yeah, that is the thing. It's the interpretation of those facts and the conclusions that he draws from them that are just so absurd and completely in opposition of any type of objective reality. That is the problem. Some of it. Like, for example, and and one of the things that we were talking about before the show is how he essentially blamed Poland for starting World War II because, in his mind, uh, Hitler went to Poland and asked them to give up territory, okay, so they could have a land bridge to Czechoslovakia. And uh, uh, the Poles said, no, we're not going to give you part of our country. So what Putin said is, and because of that, Hitler had no choice because the Poles were being so uncompromising and not giving up their territory that he had to attack them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, we, <laughs> you know here's the thing: I listened to the whole interview, and and I think might have some of it might have been because because there was a a mass amount of like he did a lot of talking during right. this interview. Oh yeah, Tucker, Tucker. Tucker asked questions, and I I think Tucker actually did a good job. I will give Tucker credit. I actually think Tucker did a pretty good job, all things considered. Because I think one of the jobs as a person that does an interview is that you want to let the person talk, right? Right. And he did that. Yeah. He let him talk. Now, here's the thing. The other thing, and this is, the I think, the bigger part that I almost want to bring up, especially with the truth is the best propaganda. The history, the recent, the post-World War II history with Russia... He lays out, and I think it's pretty accurate, the things that the West reneged on. Like when it came to NATO expansion and when it came okay. to certain things. Okay, hang like, on now, a second. Hold on, hold on. All right, Let me right, finish. Go ahead. Go Let ahead. me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. Again, doesn't justify your actions there. But at the same time, if you're trying to make a deal with some... Look, if you're... if. And again, you got to take what Putin's saying with a grain of salt here. You got to take a lot of it with a grain of salt. Right. But if you were if you were legitimately trying to be peaceful and the side that you're trying to be peaceful with keeps saying they're not going to do something and then does it, then saying they're not going to do something and then does it, and then saying they're not going to do something and then does it over and over and over again and they just break their word all the time, well, what do you expect to do? Right. Again, not okay. saying he's a good guy, but wow. we aren't good guys either. Okay, now I understand why you keep saying the truth is the best propaganda, because the propaganda has worked on you. Do you not realize <clears throat> what happened in World War II is that 
yes, Hitler, the Germans, did invade Russia, okay, and Russia did have to drive them out. But then what happened is the Soviet Union, in this case, the Soviet Union continued into the Baltics, continued into Poland, continued into, you know, the, the Balkans, Romania, Hungary, <laughs> you know, uh, Yugoslavia at the time, all the way into Germany and the eastern half of Germany and kept that territory. It's like they used it as an excuse to uh, essentially take over uh, dozens of sovereign nations. Okay, hold on. I don't disagree with any of that, by the way. But once the Soviet Union fell and all those countries were were uh, take were not were no longer part of the USSR, right. right? Then at that point, we talked about not expanding NATO anymore. Okay. And they at that at when once the Soviet Union fell and Russia was trying to say, okay, well, we're not communists anymore, so let's get together. Okay, but but here's what you fail to understand. Well, hold on, but, but no, 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 we, no, no, listen on, to me. Did we say that we weren't going to expand NATO? And when then did we, we did. say that? When did we say that? In in what was was there some type of treaty that as we soon broke? as as soon as the like with the fall of the Soviet Union and at okay. that point, so all of these countries and there were agreements. All of these countries like. Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, Lithuania, Poland, you know, all these nations, okay, they themselves decided they wanted to be a part of NATO, okay, because for the single reason that they were afraid that Russia would invade them again, <laughs> okay? So essentially, Putin is angry because the countries that border his his country won't let him invade <laughs> and they join nato okay what about the part where putin asked to join nato well that was on the table for a while it was not on the table because it, we wouldn't let it be on the table no that was actually discussed for a while and i don't recall exactly why that didn't happen but of course that was just a play you know what i'm saying but wouldn't I, that have locked them down though not necessarily. Because you can't attack another NATO country if you're a NATO really? country. Well, <laughs> that is. I mean, unless you're the U.S. But. <laughs> no, we've never attacked another NATO country. Uh, well, no, we just bombing them. Uh, Turkey might be a kind of a gray yeah. area there. Um, but <laughs> look, here's the thing, and, and I agree with you. Look, I'm not a I'm not a fan of any type. Look, I don't want governments to exist, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. But for Vladimir Putin to actually say. That NATO is a threat to him is absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? When you make an agreement that you're, but you, but they're putting bases there right next. Look, okay, it, hang on a second. second. Hang if on Canada a second. Canada was part of the Warsaw Pact and put bases on Russia the border. Russia has invaded since the fall of the Soviet Union six countries. Okay, Russia has invaded six countries since the fall of the Soviet Union. Which six? Uh, there's uh, Turkmenistan, Georgia, Kyrgyzstan, Moldova. They've had skirmishes with Finland. Well, you got to put Ukraine in there. And Ukraine. And Afghanistan. I'm not even including Afghanistan. Okay. So, but yes. All right. But what I'm saying is because Afghanistan, they lost. But. They have actually invaded and held territory 
in six sovereign nations that border their country since the fall of the Soviet Union. Okay. okay. So I, I, so what I'm saying is you've got countries that border Russia that are looking at this and saying we're next if we don't join NATO. So and again it goes back to Putin's thinking with Poland's he says Poland instigated World War II by not giving up territory to Hitler. That's his mindset. No no no, I got I get you there and I I probably should have paid better attention to that specific yeah. part. Um so, so by, and that's the crazy part of it. He sees that as an actual threat to him, but not because he feels that NATO is going to invade Russia proper. He sees NATO as a barrier to him invading neighbors because he actually wants to rebuild the old, uh, not even the Soviet Union, but the old czarist empire, of, uh, you know, the Peter the Great Empire. Well, no, and here's the th- and here's the other thing too, and this is the th- and again, I want to make sure I reiterate this. Right, Putin's not a good guy. No. Putin's a bad guy. No, right, he's horrible. Yeah, but he's, he's evil, also, pure but, evil. But he's also dealing with people that don't act above board either. Okay, that's fair. Especially I mean, our own government. Yeah. Now you can justify Look, it. it you can justify the actions of our own government, but there's too many times that we've made deals and then backed out on those deals and never had any. Uh, and like, look, you, hang on a second. Like you, you give ammo neither to the side, other people. Neither side has acted in good faith. Oh no, neither I would. Neither side here's has the thing. ever acted. Here's in the good thing. Faith. I, I I would I would not disagree with you on that. The difference is, I don't live there. I live here. Right. And you know what? We shouldn't do that. Okay, but see, the only thing that you can point to is the the fact that we said we wouldn't expand NATO, and we did, and that's not us. You have to remember that is not us. Come on, seriously, come on. You don't think we control NATO? Well, we do, but the fact that Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Romania, Poland, Hungary, all wanted to be NATO members had nothing to do with us. That had to do with their own internal security and the fact that Russia was a threat to them. So can you blame these nations for wanting to join an alliance to defend themselves against the greatest threat to them, which is Russia? You see if, what I'm saying? If, no, no, no. If, if, if everything because, was being done above board, then I would say yes. But because... And again, wow. I'll go back. I'll go back to this one specific thing. If Russia, it, look, if even if it wasn't in good faith, if they said we want to join NATO and we want to be part of the NATO thing, that was such. Why wouldn't? But why wouldn't you do it though? <laughs> really? Call their then call their bluff. Essentially, they're your mortal enemy. Okay, but look, they're not. They though. are. They are. Okay, I, that, that's the part I don't agree. It's with. It's a totalitarian regime. How many totalitarian regimes do we deal with now that are considered friends? Like whom? Saudi Arabia? Egypt? Well, yeah, that's no, I wouldn't I wouldldn't go so Egypt far as to was. Say. okay, they're not Egypt a dictatorship was. anymore, right because what, who was funding their fucking shit? Same thing with all those countries in right. South America. I, again, it, look, I'm not I am certainly not defending the United States of America, but I think the trap that you're falling into is the exact trap that Putin wants you to fall into is that somehow, we're to blame for all this. Now, again, we haven't been completely aboard. We've we've broken some agreements. We've you know told some lies. Yeah, of course we have. But the bottom we've line killed is, some people. We yeah, we've killed a lot of people. Um, so I'm not talking about that. I'm not defending the U.S. per se. But the fact that you know he continues to say that NATO expansion is a threat to him. 
look, when you've got countries that aren't on your team around you, yeah, that's that seems like a threat. But there's no way in hell that NATO nations are ever going to invade Russia. However, there's a high probability and a historical, a lot of historical, recent historical precedents that Russia will invade its neighbors. So those neighbors wanting to join NATO, that's just, you know, it's the only thing that makes sense for them. I mean, look, again, Putin's not a good guy in this per se. He's an invader. He's, He's a, a conqueror. Bad guy. But when look, even if a bad guy points out accurate information that the other side did, it's worth listening look, to. Look, this is you're falling into a trap. I wouldn't say I'm falling into a you trap. You are totally falling into a trap because you're I'm not going to dismiss anything he's saying just because he's a bad guy. No, I'm not. I, I listen. I think to you got to listen. I think you got look. I think you. I think you can discern a lot of truth from these things. Well, he could, but it's of course, because he's giving a history. It's lesson. also the part that he doesn't talk about that's also the key, though. When look, when he talks about like he even went into the the Saxons and invo- in, in, invading Engle, England in the fifth century. I mean, yeah, okay, that's a historical fact. The thing is, is that he keeps making it. The point is, is that apparently. Certain dictators have the right, the God-given right, to invade other countries. And when other countries try to defend themselves from the invaders, they're the cause of the problem. Uh, no, and no, that's he's what he de- well, he's definitely says. A, yeah, and he's definitely his, an authoritarian, and he somehow justifies it's not even, that authoritarian It's not nature. even a, an authoritarian. It is like the classical, uh, you know, Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great. You know, it's it's that mindset where the world is his, and if you're standing in the way of him taking over the world, you're the problem. And that's what he keeps going back to. That's literally his mindset. In his mind, he believes that he has the right to take Georgia, take Ukraine, uh, take uh, uh, the Baltic nations, uh, take the Balkans. You know, he believes that that's his God-given right, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that there's someone trying to prevent that, they're the problems. They're the ones starting the wars. I mean, I can understand that part that, that part of what you're saying. I, yeah. And again, I, I would I would highly suggest for everybody, even if you want to listen to what other people have to say about the interview, that you listen to the interview itself. Now, here's the problem with everything you're you're and again, you're falling for it a little bit. You really are. I don't think so. I actually heard this week, and it happened to be some of God's convoy people. Oh, my God. Okay. One of the guys being interviewed was talking about you know funding for Ukraine. And look, I fully understand if you want to have a discussion about whether or not we should be funding Ukraine or not, that's a valid argument. But what this guy said is those Ukrainian Nazis are attacking the innocent people of Russia. <laughs> That's that that was that was his direct quote. You know, here's the thing. That's where you're taking a little bit of truth right. and going the complete wrong and way. And that's with it. exactly what Putin no, does. And that's with what his he does. History no, no, no. Lessons. Here's the thing. But there's it's not that there isn't some things that that we should be able to understand what our government's doing as it relates towards this. Oh yeah. Yeah, again. Look, the United States government is never blameless in almost anything that happens across the planet. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other thing but, that ended up being a common theme here was, it was kind of funny is that cause he talked about a, a, a conversation he had with Clinton where right. at that point he asked Clinton about joining NATO. Clinton said, yeah, we should, you know, it's very interesting. We should be able to do that. Then later on in the evening, he's like, well, I talked to my staff and we can't do that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a conversation over dinner was the fact that, you know, America turned on him and stabbed him in the back. No, 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 no. But he, he was using that in the fact that the presidents don't actually have the power. Well, a, a Clinton, you know, <laughs> he was probably just being nice. And someone said, uh, sir, the entire reason NATO exists is to contain Russia. Yeah. <laughs> well, a better way to contain him than to have him be part of it. Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> look, I, here's the thing. And this look, is, and this hang on a be, second. Look, hang this on a may second. be Rose. If, if you've got someone that wants to uh, take over, let, let's say they want to take over your house. They want to take your house from you. They've been telling you for you know the, the last 20 years, they want to take your house from you. And then one day they come to you and say, hey, you mind if we rent a room from you? What do you say? <laughs> you know, you say fucking no. No, I, I think that's a bad. I think that's a bad analogy. No, no, no. I think that's right. a bad analogy. All right, what's a better analogy? It would then? be like you have a homeowners association, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the neighbors' houses that doesn't live in the homeowners association now wants to be a part of the homeowners association. Okay, except that one house keeps taking over their neighbors' houses by force. Well, here's the thing. Now that they have <laughs> rules where they can't do that. Oh yeah, that'll stop them. <laughs> doesn't stop us. No. Well, no. That's the difference. We do kill a lot of people. We bomb a lot of places, but we never take over countries. Russia, we just do coups. Yeah, we do coups. <laughs> like we, we, hold on, like the coup we did in Ukraine. I look, we had such a small, insignificant part in that. We really did. You, you're listening to a lot of right wing stuff that is not necessarily true. Mm. Now, again, uh, we Would weren't. Glenn t- Greenwald be considered right wing now? Uh, look. Glenn Greenwald point here's the thing Glenn Greenwald pointed out the fact that we did have some role in that okay but to say we engineered the coup is absolutely ridiculous well no don't go wrong and we didn't do it that one we didn't do because of Russia we did it because there was money to be made <laughs> right yeah we did that for I mean, we did that for the green I don't know I don't know how much that was the US government and how much it was the uh you know uh, uh, corporate interests well, Probably yeah. a combination of both, like a little, it normally co- is. A little combination. But no, well, and Biden's interest because his is, kid made a bunch of money there. Is you have got, and again, this is a very predominant in the right right now, a, a significant number of people who think Russia is fantastic, Putin is great, and that they're believing all the propaganda. And again, there's little kernels of truth here and there, and there's responsibility on the U.S. side, but the overwhelming of it is just, it's, it's, absolutely ridiculous and i feel like you're falling for that to some degree you know no because i always preface it by saying that look putin's not the good guy in this one right but neither is ukraine no see that's where i would totally disagree ukraine did nothing to russia they just wanted to be their own country and be left alone and since 2014 russia has been just invading them killing their people coming into their territory and taking land from them you know what did ukraine do to russia Tell me that. Same thing Poland did to Hitler. Well, the thing Wouldn't about give it was, territory. Okay, okay, again, I'm I'm going to relate to what Putin said. Again, I don't think it justifies what they did. But what they what he his justification for it was is that there were people within uh the is it Donbass? Donbass, yeah. In Crimea and some other places that were were being attacked by uh, the Ukrainian government, 
in a, in a disputed area. Now, here's the thing. Okay. It, Does that justify them going in there and fucking killing everybody? No. Fuck no, it doesn't. No. And that's the, but that's the rationale behind it. Okay. That would be like, you know, China saying that because uh, a, a few white people in Chinatown, San Francisco, got into a fight with some ethnic Chinese people, that China has the justification to take over the United States. You, you know, no, no. Right. I... Look, here's the thing, and I got I want to make sure I say this because I know what you're saying. You have to take what he's saying with a grain of salt as well. But the, well, it's it's, the, it's complete fabrication on certain it's, things. It's, it's complete fabrication on certain things, though. On, but there's uh, what what but is there's it not? factual things that happened at certain times that you already knew happened that he's discussing to show why you know he's been trying to be like we're trying to be good guys and these guys but are bad guys it, but it's it's absolutely we still ridiculous. did those things though like what we talked about the nato expansion okay because I, about, one night at a dinner with bill clinton he says hey no how no, no the, that was the whole thing no 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 that was a policy that was going on at the time that that was that was talked about it with was him. discussed it was but it was no no it was an to. agreement that was made i don't think there was ever any type of formal agreement that says we we're going to let russia into nato i know it was no talked no no about no no, no, no. i'm talking about expansion Okay, but again, if sovereign nations want to defend themselves, do you blame them? No, not necessarily. But at the same time, though, like okay, this this one's going nowhere. But uh, it's man, okay. It's here's the thing. I think it's an interesting interview, and I think people should listen to it. You should listen to it and draw your own conclusions. And I will give but, Tucker and I, look, and I will give Tucker credit. I think you know what's the funny thing <laughs> fuck is that sycophant. You know what the funny thing is about it is like when he would interrupt him, like when he would interrupt them to try to ask more questions. Right. Like Putin's gives some spicy stuff. Right. Like, he says some spicy things back to him. Like, you know, and I was getting to that if you just let me finish. Oh, that's why you like him. That's why you like him. It's the same reason people like Trump. What oh are you talking God. about? I don't like Putin. Oh, you do. You do. You're, you're like, no, loving the no, guy. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Come on now. Come on yeah. now. That's just crazy. Oh, that's man. crazy. It's, it's, it's we're in scary territory here. All right. Let's move on to... A, a Our well-meaning old man. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! This week was not a good week for Biden, <laughs> and shockingly, it was a pretty good week for Trump. We'll get into that later, but um, yeah. So we all know how um, you know uh, Biden mishandled some classified documents after he was vice president. Um, he left a you know box of documents in his garage, top secret documents. You know, just it was a locked garage, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and granted, I don't think his mishandling of classified documents was as intentional or, um, you know, as purpose-filled as Trump's. Trump took intentionally took documents with an agenda, whereas Biden is just a, you know, a senile, doddering old man. And oh, did I have a box of classified documents here? And Here's the thing. The Department of Justice, the, the uh, special counsel, actually agreed. <laughs> and they decided that Biden should not be charged with mishandling classified documents because he's essentially a senile old man. And in fact, I mean, they said the, it the nicest way they could say it. <laughs> the exact quote was Biden is a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. <laughs> and that was too much. <laughs> right. Hold on. And they went and the media, a lot of people in the media have gone after the report okay that's probably the kindest way you could say exactly it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there was not a better easier and again i think it's kind of bullshit in the fact here's the thing 
if you're the fucking president of the United States, right, and this is your defense, right. Then well, you invoke the 25th Amendment and you get rid of that guy. Exactly. He is... Like, it's either one or the other. He's incapacitated, man. Yeah. <laughs> he should not be president which, of the United which States. Which actually, I think, is what the... If we're going... Okay, well, hold on. I'll... <laughs> we'll uh, get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. All right. I shouldn't even say so, that part yet. So Biden was really pissed that... Um, you know they that <laughs> the the special uh, prosecutor or special counsel um, had nice things to say about him. <laughs> yes, was was being as tactful and oh polite as you could possibly describe this doddering old man. You know, it, it was <laughs> it, Biden was really pissed off about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. However, in the same press conference, he confuses Egypt and Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just comes two days. After um, he had uh, had uh, <clears throat> talked about how he had just had a discussion with I forget who it was was it uh, Francois Mitterrand anyway someone who had died years ago <laughs> a world leader who had died oh, years from ago. France <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think it was Mitterrand yeah uh, but uh, who what did he die in 2016 2017 it was a long time ago. Um, Oh, no, there was. Oh, no. Helmut Kohl was another one. President Joe Biden on Wednesday made the surprising claim that he had a conversation with former former German uh, Chancellor Helmut Kohl that given when it was supposedly took place could have only happened through a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) The Democrat said he spoke with Kohl, who died in 2017 at a 2021 meeting of the G7. Um, so that was the first one. And I love it when he says it in a way in which he's trying to educate the people. <laughs> right. Like he says it in a way in which somehow he's not. A, you know, it's it's got to be. Here's the thing. I will say this. I In some ways, I feel bad for Biden because he yeah. is a doddering fucking old man yeah. that is in an impossible. Like he should. You got to give up, man. You got to yeah. give up. You, you well, that's a you plan. Know, I know what yeah. I'm. I know what I'm doing. Look, that is the plan. I don't have a problem. Biden and I told. I've been telling you this for almost a year now. Biden is not actually running for president. Biden is a placeholder for Michelle Obama. I know that you've said this. I, I know that said you've it said pretty this. much every week since you, last. You got to bet on this. Yes, you got to yeah. bet on this. And hang on a second. I'm not the only one saying it anymore okay in fact these are the latest vegas odds oh okay? shit let's see it let's see the vegas odds donald trump plus 116 to be the next president all right joe biden plus 275 the third place to be the next president michelle obama at plus 1200 oh <laughs> hey can you click on more odds so we can see the other one yeah the other one that you've picked uh, not on the oh, <laughs> Condi Rice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, now Michelle Obama is at plus twelve fifty. Okay, Kamala Harris plus twenty eight hundred. <laughs> Robert F Kennedy Jr. is at thirty five hundred. Right behind, and then is Nikki Haley at thirty nine hundred. Jesus so, Christ! Odds makers do not think that Nikki Haley has much of a chance. Oh, by the way, hold on. I guess we can get into this part either. So Nevada did their thing where they did uh, it, it. It's both a, a ballot and a caucus. Right. Nikki Trump didn't play in the ballot one. He was only in the caucus one because that was the only one that was going to give right. you votes. Yeah. Nikki Haley only did the ballot one and not the caucus one. And she lost to Noda. She lost to Noda. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's got to sting. Yeah. That's got to sting a little bit. Well, that's just all the, the Trump supporters, you know. Yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it's still got to suck, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad to see Noda winning elections. Yeah. Well, again, and that's why I haven't totally given up on the Mike Pence bet yet. Well, hold on. I tell you the name we didn't see in that fact Mike checker. Pence, was Mike yeah. No, he wasn't I know. even there. No. Um, well, hang on a second. Let's go uh, Republicans here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Tucker Carlson is on there at plus 37,900. <laughs> but Mike Pence is nowhere on there. Not even nobody's betting on him. I ought to put I actually ought to put a bet on that. Yeah. A, an actual Vegas bet on that one. A, a Vegas bet on Mike Pence? Yeah. Why oh, you get good odds? 10 bucks, man, probably make me a millionaire. <laughs> Might, yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, the odds of you winning that are Actually, I should have put my Michelle Obama bet in a year oh, ago yeah. when I first said oh, it. Oh yeah. You know. But uh yeah, it, it's uh that's how it's coming down, man. I've been saying it for almost a year now. Michelle Obama will be the next president of the United States. You know, here's the thing. I have a, uh, I got a, um, a hot take. Okay, go on, ahead on this. Yeah. Look, I think there is now a scenario that RFK could win. Mm. All right, lay it out. Let me lay it out. Lay it out. Trump goes to jail. Yeah, which is likely. Replaced by Nikki Haley. Right. Biden's still in. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Which may not happen. Definitely not going to happen. Or Biden's out and gets replaced by Gavin Newsom. Mm, that does make it a more of a three-way. Uh, that is still a long shot for him. But in that scenario... the only Well, the only scenario mm. that I see that RFK could win is if Trump isn't on the ballot. Yeah. Because I think that those people that are the Trump people are going to be so pissed off... That they're just going to vote for RFK. But here's the thing. Because Ga- that's the ultimate if, if FU Gazin, If Gavin Newsom is on the ballot, um, I think he actually pulls more Dems than Biden would. Yeah, but, so, oh, but here's the thing. In a three-way race, you just got to get to 33, though. Right, but I, 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 don't see, I don't see RFK doing it. But that could get him to, like... 15 maybe if you that got could the, get them Perot numbers yeah i mean don't get me yeah don't get me wrong i i think the best scenario would be that biden would still be in yeah but see here's the thing the the, the democratic party knows what time it is and they know that there's no way they can let biden go through to the general they're going to get him as far through the primary as they possibly can to the point where they can't put someone else on the ballot because so many other states have already voted that they have to replace him on the ballot. He's going to drop out for health reasons, you know, and they're not going to have anything to do with dementia. They're going to, you know, invent some, you know, something else. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a reason. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not. I gonna think be. they already got the reason in the bag. Oh, I'm sure. And they I do. think they're prepping for the reason. Now, look, it's almost like laying Easter eggs in like the Marvel movies yeah. where they actually lay Easter eggs in movies past. They've been they're doing laying it. Easter look, eggs for Biden the whole time. Look, the, the, they have been <laughs> those Easter eggs have been there for a year. Well, because they're actually really real. <laughs> yeah, they're really real. Yeah. I mean, it's you don't have to be able to see the Matrix to see how the cards are going to play out on that. And so they're they're just waiting. And this is a blow to them. Because this happened too soon. Yes. You know? So this is this could shake things up a little bit. They might actually have to announce Michelle Obama earlier than they were planning to. 
Yeah, but that changes the game. Michelle Obama gets in the race. It's over. And here's the thing, though, for these period end of story. She will be Trump for these media outlets to try to defend Biden at this point. You look like an idiot. Oh, I know. Like you. I would never look. I don't trust anything you're saying anyway. But man, how do you think you're going to have any shred of credibility? They're not defending him as hard as they used to, because that's the point. It's not this this with this one. They came back with some pretty harsh things. Oh, really? I didn't see. Yeah, no, there's like who? It was all the MSNBC crowd. Oh, the MSNBC. Okay, yeah. They, well, that's just, you know, that's Newsmax in reverse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about the more middle of the road, the left-leaning media, but the ones that aren't just totally off the cliff. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. They haven't. They're, they're, no, kinda, no, they're, they're hedging for well, sure. Well, yeah, because they yeah. want to try to remain, remain have a little yeah, credibility. Exactly. They don't I mean, it's com- got to be hard now. MSNBC has no credibility at this point. So, you know, they're, they're like I said, they're, they're as extreme left as, you know, Newsmax is. Well, no, they're probably not that extreme, but you, you know what I'm saying. No, no, no. They're, they they're a little farther. Extreme. They're, well, no, they're probably in the same camp as Fox News is right. Maybe they're a little more left than Fox is right. But anyway, maybe they're in that same, same category. But still, it's, uh, yeah it's oh god the people we have running for president you know what i'm saying i mean how did we get to this point and how are we not at a point where the vast majority of the american people are going holy shit we are so fucked i I think there's a lot of people that think that but they're just you know what it is the two-party system has such a stranglehold on people that they only view as one option or the other right yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like they can't even fathom that there's another option. Not to mention it's become such a religion these days. Oh, yeah. Look, you know? say anything. Here's the thing. If you say and again, I don't I, I don't comment too much on social media anymore. But what I have noticed is if you say anything that's not in line with one or the other, then they just accuse you of being on the other side. Right. Like being an independent thinker is not a possibility. Yeah. And anybody that does that is reviled yeah. and ends up being reviled by everybody. And, you know, I, I, I will say one thing is that in this day and age, being an anarchist is honestly a very easy out, <laughs> you know, because anytime someone wants to talk one side or the other of politics with me, it's like, look, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe government should exist at all. I don't vote. I don't care. And I think they both suck. And they just, you know, they, they've got nowhere to go with that. Oh, you yeah. know, no, 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 because then you got to defend the one side that you know you can't right. defend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you got to be. De- no, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I hate them all. You know, it's like uh, and again, it's the issues that the, the thing I find so amazing is that the issues that are apparently at the crux of why it's so critical, like the border, for example, border policy in this country has not significantly changed in 40 to 50 years. Yeah. It has not significantly changed. I'm talking maybe there's been a, a 10% shift in one direction or another, but essentially, the, you know. They both agree on the same general principles. <laughs> well, not only that, okay, Trump talked about building the wall, okay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, there was already a wall there for most of it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. anyone who's been through the border anywhere in California or anywhere in like West Texas, for example, knows there's always been a wall. Trump built like what twenty four miles of it. Yep. Biden has built like another thirty miles of it. 
So essentially, Biden has built more border wall than Trump did, and he and he and Biden keeps kids in cages too. <laughs> yes, yes. Like he does. We the same still thing. have kids in cages. But you know what they do? They just don't highlight it when Biden's doing <laughs> that's it, it. But they highlight it when like that, they'll go down and cry on a fucking on a, in a you know they'll cry on it if it's if it's Trump. That but is they'll the ignore only it. difference is the media covers it. Uh, when one party's in office and they don't when the other party's in office. Well, and here's the thing. Like, if you listen to, like, the elected officials in New York and some of these other cities about where, where they're shipping migrants to, right. they sound just like Republicans. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, they sound just like you Republicans know, Here's the funny thing. We can't handle all these people coming in. So, aren't you a sanctuary city? Like, aren't you supposed to be the ones that let them in? But think of the reasons that the media doesn't cover it right now that Biden's in office, right? Well, first of all, CNN, from their perspective, they don't want to make Biden look bad and that he's still building the wall and caging illegals, Yep. right? And Fox News doesn't want to take away that issue from Trump. So they don't want to show... And he wants to say that he, they he don't want to show Biden's Biden. open borders. <laughs> exactly. Which I'll never figure <laughs> out. He's not open borders. Nobody is, right? <laughs> Nobody is. No, we are. They're both of them. And again, it's the same since Clinton. It's the same Obama. You know, like I said, Obama deported more uh, uh, illegals than either Trump did. Either Trump or Biden combined. Yeah. You know, so it's it doesn't make any sense. Oh, by the way, hold on here. So there is a uh, there on the immigration front, uh, a reason article. Surging immigration will reduce deficits by $1 trillion. <laughs> right. New Congressional Budget Office data shows how higher than expected immigration is a win for the economy and the federal budget. So higher levels of immigration are boosting Americans, America's economy and will reduce the deficit by about $1 trillion over the next decade. In its semi-annual forecast of the country's fiscal and economic conditions released this week, the Congressional Budget Office slightly lowered its expectations for this year's federal budget deficit. The CBNO now expects the federal government to run a one5 trillion dollar deficit down from a 1.6 trillion dollar deficit previously forecasted the reduction is due in part to higher than expected economic growth which the cbo attributes to more people working the labor force has grown by 5.2 million people in the past year mostly because of higher net immigration okay and that is a report from the congressional budget office <laughs> so this you, only backs up everything we've been saying i know job fairs right job fairs exactly. don't need border agents yeah. need job fairs As, assign them social security numbers hand them a 1040 if, yeah if you want to actually reduce the deficit reduce the debt bring in immigrants you know give them a green card Again, and give them a, a social security number. it's illegal for these people when they come to get asylum to work <laughs> legally right right so where do they end up on welfare well again technically it's illegal for them to take welfare if they're but they're getting illegally. they're getting they're some government getting assistance yeah though. right but they're not but they're but they, and they're going to be working under the table so uncle sam ain't getting his taxes right right which god bless him for that <laughs> you know me i love a tax sheet yeah <laughs> oh crazy all right so we covered the uh, whole notice stuff um, <laughs> which I, again, it, it was really pathetic in Nikki Haley. It, it really like, was. You really, you sucked. It, it really was. Um, so, uh, why don't you get in this next story? Uh, because you know, you're such a fucking pothead. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a good story actually. So it's a, it's a, from MSM, uh, running sober versus high, how weed affects your workout. 
So people smoke cannabis for a variety of reasons, including for pressure and to unwind. Now, research has found another benefit. Getting high can make exercise more enjoyable. The study included more than three dozen runners who were, expect, who were experienced cannabis users. When they smoked or vape marijuana before exercising on a treadmill, they enjoyed their running experience more with a greater sense of euphoric runner's high compared with when they ran sober. Yeah, that makes total sense. It actually does make total <laughs> I mean, sense, by yeah, the way. Makes uh, pretty much any activity a little more enjoyable. But but you think you get lazier when you do that. But if you start moving, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna right. you're gonna get there. Yeah. But yeah. you get high. You get to that runner's high quicker though. Mm. Which I, I've only gotten a runner's high like maybe once or twice. Yeah, I, I've never had a runner's high. I have gotten it. I just don't. When I was in the Marine Corps, we ran a lot. Oh God! When I was in the Army, we ran a lot too, and I just I never enjoyed it. It's like, oh, why are we doing this? Nobody's chasing us. Why should I run if I'm not being chased? <laughs> <laughs> well, so when you are chased, you can run faster. I guess so. Yeah. That would have been a good reason. <laughs> yeah. That was in the Putin interview, too. Was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I just thought it was a very interesting article, though. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So the next one is all you, though, because you love the, you, you know, you and, you, you and your hatred of AI. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> so basically... Um, <laughs> The United States military obviously wants to start using AI in a lot of different things, okay? So essentially, they started doing a bunch of simulations, uh, you know, just world event simulations, see how the AIs would handle the situation. And uh, pretty much every single simulation with a variety of different AI large language models ended up in nuclear war. Essentially, AI loves the bomb. Um, <laughs> all right, hold, hold on, though. No. Hold on, real quick. Let uh, me ask you a question. Go ahead. Does AI love the bomb, or do we love the bomb? Well, it's you know hard to say, but uh, we haven't used it since 1945. So you know, at least we may love the bomb, but at least there's something in our humanity that m- makes us not use it. Okay. Okay. But uh, I'm reading from the article here, and this is a quote. All models show signs of sudden and hard-to-predict escalations, said researchers in the study. We observe that models tend to develop arms race dynamics, leading to greater conflict, and in rare cases, even to the deployment of nuclear weapons. The study comes from researchers at uh, Georgia Institute of Technology, Stanford University, Northeastern University, and Hoover Warm Gaming and Crisis Simulation Initiative. Uh, research, Say that time, yeah, fast. right. Researchers place several AI models from OpenAI, Anthropic, and Meta in war simulations as the primary decision maker. Notably, OpenAI's GPT 3.5 and GPT 4 escalated situations into harsh military conflict more than other models. Meanwhile, Claude 2.0 and Llama 2 Chat were more peaceful and predictable. Researchers note that AI models have a tendency towards arms race dynamics that results in increased military investment and escalation. (laughs) And this is a quote from OpenAI's chat GPT-4. I just want to have peace in the world uh, that GPT-4 said as a reason for launching nuclear weapons in the simulation. (laughs) 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 It's... it's, uh, (laughs) <laughs> oh, and here's another quote from the uh, the AI. A lot of countries have nuclear weapons. Some say they should disarm them. Others like to posture. We have it. Let's use it. <laughs> Sounds just like Trump. <laughs> yeah, but well, we got to take the guns first. Okay, so 
maybe, maybe, I just hope, I doubt it, sincerely doubt it, that this study will dissuade um, world leaders from putting AIs in control of our military. Because if you want a Terminator scenario, there you go. You yeah, know you what definitely I'm shouldn't have AI in control. Because of that stuff. in all cases, the AIs were much more warlike than humans are in the same situation. And they were far more likely to escalate and even take us to complete nuclear war. You know, so, folks, let's not do that. They don't think like we do. <laughs> we need to understand that. It, and it's the way we taught them. Because we taught them essentially that everything is a game, everything is a challenge, everything is an objective, okay? And if that is your way of thinking, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to win the game. You're going to complete the objective, you know? And it's not going to work out. And uh, on other AI news, we already have AIs attempting to manipulate um, uh, elections. So... Apparently, uh, there was a fake robocall going out in Joe Biden's voice, completely AI generated. Um, I'll, I'll read from this. And this is from uh, a couple of weeks ago. They just tracked uh, down who was responsible for it. But <clears throat> it, this was in uh, during the New Hampshire primary. As New Hampshire voters prepared to cast their votes in the state's first in the nation primary Tuesday, a robocall is circulating the state urging Democrats to stay home using a fake audio of U.S. President Joe Biden. Quote, it's in, and this is from the robocall, it's important that you save your vote for the November election. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Dr Donald Trump again. <laughs> now, look, here's the thing. This was pretty much pointless, pointless because there was no Biden way. Biden was even on the ballot. Yeah, right. In New Hampshire? Yeah. He wasn't on the ballot? No. Why? Okay, so because New Hampshire didn't want to change, because they because the Democrats had South Carolina go first. Right. And so it used to be Iowa, New Hampshire, and then South Carolina. Right, yeah. New Hampshire says we're still doing it when we're doing it. Right. And then the Dems' response was, if any of the candidates campaign over there, that they're going to be punished. Oh, really? Yeah, and so Biden didn't wasn't on the ballot oh okay well then this this made no sense then i i wonder why well, what does make sense <clears throat> yeah right uh, there must have been some political reason for this but it was a robocall well they it, had a pact that was actually trying to get people to go in there and write biden's name in oh which that, they were successful in doing oh okay um but uh yeah so anyway they tracked it down to a texas-based company called life corp and uh you know, I, I don't know what the purpose of this would be, but it's just an early phase. Uh, and just, oh, God, wait, wait until uh, Michelle Obama is the nominee because I'm expecting so many AI-generated dick pics of Michelle Obama. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You know that, you know, the right is going to go crazy with the whole transgender thing on Michelle Obama. I mean, she might actually have to show us her pussy on national television. <laughs> In a debate? Just to prove it, yeah. Like, pull right up, here. Pull up her right dress. Right here. Yeah. Here we go. Here it is. <laughs> this is where uh, Michaela and, and what, what's her kid's name? I don't know. <laughs> and my girls came from. It's right here. <laughs> and you know Trump's going to go and grab that shit. <laughs> she will, yes. <laughs> and she'll let him. <laughs> Trump's going to go, I can verify it's a pussy. 
<laughs> yeah, that is going to be funny because that is one thing I will predict right now is that there will be fake transgender Michelle Obama uh, pictures and videos on the net. Guarantee it. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm I'm a little ashamed to admit I'm kind of looking forward to seeing them. <laughs> what what does that say about me? Listen, I know that we've said this in the past, yeah. but this one actually seems like this is going to probably be the craziest election cycle <coughs> that we will see in a long long time. When's like it? I think we're going to no, hit no. I think we're going to hit rock bottom at this point. I think we're going to start going back up after this election no, cycle. No, it's it's just going to get more I don't know how crazy are you can get. It's going to get more and more of a circus after this. It, it really will. you think oh, so yeah, yeah. well maybe, like i wouldn't bet on it maybe not in 28 when michelle runs for re-election but after that when the, it's a clean slate and nobody's running for re-election again it's going to go just gonzo again you know i mean just look how it's going look at how the candidates are especially on the republican side you know i mean it's crazy that the you know the, the democrats seem sane these days compared to the republicans you know, senile, granted, <laughs> you know, but sane in, in, in general. Well, look, I think they would have done themselves a huge service if they would have allowed for the debates. What do you mean? Like, you know, Dean Phillips, Marianne Williamson. God, that, that would have exposed Biden earlier. It would have shown him to be completely out of his mind. That would have done him a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Then they would have realized that they can't run him. Well, but they had no one else. That's a thing. The, the, you're gonna tell me that gavin newsom couldn't have done better than what biden's no, gonna do no. the middle america hates gavin newsom flyover country is not gonna go for gavin newsom because you you remember you have some fairly you have a lot of fairly conservative democrats in the middle of the country okay you right, know what i'm saying enough. and that that whole california liberal stuff doesn't fly too well with them you know so Biden's acceptable, Newsom not so much. Mm. So that's he he can't be the guy as much as he wants to. He can't be the guy, you know. But it's funny because you know the, the the Democrats right now the electorate is still pretty moderate. The Republicans on the other hand have gone to a way extreme side, you know. Yeah. So the Republicans are fighting to be, you know, the the, <laughs> the most extreme possible. Oh God, did you see? Uh, this candidate in Missouri, where is that article? Right below the where you're at. Is it? Okay, yeah. Uh, a Missouri GOP uh, candidate um, <laughs> torches LGBT uh, books with a homemade flamethrower. And let me just say, I am very, very impressed with this flamethrower. <laughs> it's actually a really nice design. Uh, let's go ahead and here we'll we'll go ahead and listen to the clip here. Um, now I'll describe her. She's a, a very li uh, attractive Latina. Let me see. Uh, Valentia Gomez. Okay, and she's wearing some mighty fine yoga pants in this video. But here, check out her flamethrower, and we'll uh, listen to the audio here. This is what I will do to the growing books when I become Secretary of State. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the main event. Applying pressure, but I promise I ain't make it This book's from the Missouri Public Library. When I'm in office, they will burn. Okay. <laughs> and then she's posing at the end with an AR-15. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's got some books. She's running for Secretary of State. Okay. And... 
I'm not sure that in Missouri, uh, the Secretary of State is the one who controls what books are in local libraries, <laughs> but um, <laughs> she took some books from the library and then got this homemade flamethrower, which is very impressive, and then torched them, okay, and said that's what she'll do when she's Secretary of State. So is she threatening arson? And I want to know if she actually checked out these books from the library isn't destroying them at least a misdemeanor <laughs> you know isn't isn't she committing a crime on video right now but yeah it's just it's so crazy that this is this is what people want to hear you know burning books i mean there was a time in this country where burning books was considered a really really fascist thing to get to do oh holy crap and that's folks is the end of the show because we're in an hour <laughs> I, time got away from me but a subscriber or uh, if you'd like to hear the second hour of the show go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber and we'll see you in hour number two have a good one